I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Nacho Monreal. You are listening to Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Here's Alexis Sanchez. What a finish. Walcott's going to go through and score. Into the middle. Giroud is two. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of the 30th of November 2015. I'm Russell Hargreaves, and coming up on today's show, we'll be talking to Nacho Monreal about feeling settled in England. The Daily Mirror's football, and of course, Arsenal correspondent John Cross returns as our Arsenal insider. And Adrian Clark is here again, this time to preview the game against Sunderland. But let's kick off with the weekend review. Arsenal travelled to Carrow Road on Sunday, hoping to return to winning ways in the Premier League after that convincing midweek victory against Dinamo Zagreb in the Champions League. The Canaries had proven difficult for Arsene Wenger's side to break down throughout a tense first half, but when Arsenal did take the lead, the hosts had their own defence to blame. Last goal against Crystal Palace back in February. This is Ozil breaking forward and still, and a finish, finds the corner! Well, Norwich City have put themselves in trouble and Mesut Ozil has taken full advantage, scampering forward on the left-hand side and then flicking it into the corner beyond Ruddy. And Mesut Ozil has given Arsenal the lead here at Carrow Road. It was Ozil's fourth strike of the season and the 15th Arsenal goal which he's directly contributed to so far in this very impressive campaign. He really is playing his best football at the moment. The Gunners' lead did not last long, though. Lewis Grabham was on hand to turn home from close range on the stroke of half-time. Here is Brady. He's been a rare shining light for Norwich. Inside the penalty area, looks towards Grabham here. Can he finish? He can! Norwich are back level here. Well, it's good play initially from Robbie Brady. And this time, Grabham managed to get in front of the Arsenal defenders and then work the opening. And suddenly, he only had Petacek to beat. And he's rifled it low from eight yards or so to beat Petacek. And we are 1-1 here. That goal ultimately secured a hard-fought point for Norwich, leaving Arsene Wenger with this to say in his post-match press conference. It was a difficult game. We played against the Norwich side, who was... Uh at the top level physically and focus and uh, they uh, uh, were well organised. We played every time against uh, uh, 10 players in their own half and were not incisive enough to break through. And uh, maybe the turning point of a game was when we were 1-0 up, we dropped a little bit straight away and allowed them back into a game. Second half I felt that uh, we had to dig deep to get through we're a bit jaded and uh, 
we lost uh, Sanchez, Cazorla played on one leg, and uh, and uh, of course we lost Koscielny at the start of the game. So it was, I would say, a fair point for Norwich, and uh, it was on the injury front a bad, bad afternoon for us. Laurent Koscielny and Alexis limped off the pitch at Carrow Road, but Hector Bellerin says he's confident that Arsenal do have the strength and depth that they need to continue their pursuit for the Premier League title. I've said it before. I think uh, there's a there's a big depth in the in the team. There's a lot of young players as well waiting to to come through with a lot of quality that they train with us every day, and and we know they they're ready to to step up. And obviously every single player on the bench, we know that they can they can do the same job as the as the players that play on the starting eleven. So for me, the, that that's not a worry. But obviously, um, the only thing we need to do is just step on the pitch and with the right mentality. Doesn't matter who who plays. Despite facing a tough test, Nacho Monreal produced another solid display at Carrow Road on Sunday. The Spain internationals established himself as Arsene Wenger's first choice left back and in doing so has become one of the Gunners' most consistent performers this season. Nacho sat down with Arsenal media's Josh James to talk about feeling settled in North London. I love London as well, so at the moment everything is right. OK, so on the, on the pitch and off the pitch, you feel... At home, yes, yes, I can, I can see that. Yeah. Does that make a big difference if you feel comfortable off the pitch? Then when you go onto the pitch, it's much easier, much more relaxing. Obviously, we need to to find a, a connection between feel if you if you don't feel good out the pitch in the life in general. Obviously, you can't give your hundred percent. But in this moment. I like London, I like England, uh, I'm really happy with the teammates, so everything is positive. And we need that uh, courage so to, keep going, yeah, yeah. to keep going. How important was it for you to learn the language until you felt settled? Was it quite difficult at first when you can't, you can't express yourself the way you want to? Yeah. Uh, when I arrived here, I knew that the first thing I had to do was learning English because... If you want to speak with the teammates, with the staff, with people in general, you need to to learn mm. English. It was difficult for me because I'm very bad with the <laughs> with the language, learning a different language. But I'm trying. Yeah. And how much of a help were people like Mikel Arteta and obviously Hector Bellerin? But was it Santi as, as well? Of course, was it useful to have other Spaniards around you? <laughs> yes, they were. They were a very help. Uh, for me, because when I arrived, like I said before, I didn't speak English. I didn't understand anything. So every time I had any problem or I didn't understand something, they explained me. And even in the evenings, mm. sometimes you, you have nothing to do and you can spend the, the time with, with them. So they were, they were very helpful for me. And have you seen much of London since you since you've moved here? Do you get to, out into the city? What What are your favourite places in London? Well, uh, I try. I go often to the centre because I live near to the centre, and and my favourite place is when I go to the centre. Normally, I, I go to Oxford Street, Rains Street. You like I shopping? Like this, yeah, shopping or restaurants, something like that. It's nice and busy there. Yeah, nice it's really nice. 
Nacho Monreal is just one of the latest players in a long line of European stars to have produced their best form at Arsenal. Let's find out about two more of our finest imports in this week's history lesson. And it's Adams put through by Bold. Would you believe it? Or Charlie George who can hit him. It's up for grabs now! Thomas! Right at the end! On December the 4th, 2001, Arsenal beat Juventus 3-1 in the Champions League on a historic night at Highbury. Freddie Lundberg gave the Gunners an early lead when he was the first to react after Jean-Luigi Buffon couldn't hold on to Patrick Vieira's low strike. Good backing for Juventus, perhaps from... Uh... London's Italian community, but uh, I'll be concerned about Lauren making uh, some good ground then. And Vieira's shot, it's fumbled, and Freddie Jungberg is on the spot. And then Thierry Henry found the top corner with this sublime free kick. Oh, that's magnificent from Thierry Henry. Manager leads the applause. Top corner. Juventus then pulled one back after half-time when Stuart Taylor couldn't keep out David Trezeguet's powerful drive. But then Lundberg combined with Dennis Bergkamp to finish off a memorable counter-attack and seal the win with just two minutes remaining. A bit too close to the action. Hasn't hindered Arsenal, though. Jungberg, he's in there again. I feel Arsenal-Juventus was the biggest game of the Champions League season at Highbury. And uh, there was quality on both sides, going up and down, chances on both sides, great saves, great goals, whatever, everything. And the, the pace and the quality of the passing that night was just magnificent. And... Uh, Many people have seen that game were absolutely amazed by the level and uh, I don't think you have seen that since January anywhere in a Champions League game. The Gunners were knocked out of the competition four games later after finishing third in the second group stage. But Lundberg's second strike would go on to be voted Arsenal's 45th best goal in the club's history. Freddie would of course go on to score many more important goals for Arsenal, namely against Manchester United and against Chelsea. But very few were as iconic as that second against the Italian Giants on a cold December night at Highbury. Well, that's all for this week's history lesson. Now it's time to hear from our Arsenal insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Our Arsenal insider this week is a man very well known, of course, to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. It is John Cross, the Daily Mirror's Arsenal correspondent. Crossy, great to have you on, mate. And I think you're about to go to the dentist, aren't you, as well? Oh, dear. Hope, it's, hope it goes all right. Yeah, well, thanks very much indeed, Russ. I've got to say, I don't know where, where the pulling teeth uh, will be less or more painful than, than Arsenal's draw. At, uh, at noise yesterday because of the ramifications, of course. Well, hopefully it all goes smoothly. Um, loads to talk about, Crossy. First of all, we've just been hearing in our history lesson about that fabulous 3-1 win against Juventus at the old Highbury early in the 2000s. Um, do you recall that game, first of all, and, and just what an iconic and what a great match it was? 
Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I do actually think there's quite a few games down the years, really, at, um, at Highbury, European-wise, which were just sort of kind of spectacular, I do think. I mean, I must say, I do tend to think whenever I think of um, Arsenal against Juventus, it was that amazing Paul Vasson winner, really, um, in Turin. But um, there have been some battles between the clubs and sort of the giants of Europe in recent times. You know, I mean, that, that sort of kind of also Arsenal's amazing run of course, to the 2006 final. But um, uh, really, sort of Arsenal have had some great European nights at, at, um, at Highbury as, as well as obviously now at the Emirates. And I do think that that game, particularly against Juventus, sort of ranks uh, nicely up there, doesn't it? It does. And just to this year's European season, of course, all important in midweek, just gone to get that win against Dinamo Zagreb and sets things up nicely, fingers crossed. But obviously, injuries to deal with in and around that as well. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it does sort of set up this amazing sort of final group game showdown um, against uh, Olympiacos. And at least that sort of Arsenal go there with hope. And, and, and I guess also that, that sort of hope is um, uh, sort of pushed and promoted by, by the fact that Arsenal, you know, came so close to doing something similar against Monaco last season. And I do think if they can sort of kind of really just go for the win and really go at full pelt, then maybe they can still pull it off because uh, I think having sort of... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Suffered those early setbacks. I think still to be in contention into the final day is quite something. It's going to be a tough ask, but I do think Arsenal will go there with, with some belief. As you say, as long as they can get their sort of their players back and fit, and hopefully they'll be able to do that. And unfortunately, as you mentioned, heading into the next game coming up, the frustration uh, league-wise, of course, of, of not managing to get that result at Norwich. Yeah, it, it does put a bit more pressure on. I, th I do think two points from those nine, um, i.e., against sort of kind of um, Tottenham, West Brom, and Norwich, it's, it really puts the pressure on. It just makes you think. What might have been, I guess the consolation is that Arsenal are just two points off the top. 
Um, and look, you, you, I guess you've got to think that, with all due respect to Sunderland, if you're going to have title ambitions, even if you've got a few injuries, I guess you should be winning that sort of game at home on Saturday. And if Arsenal can do that, then they're still very much in the title mix. At the moment, it seems like a balance, doesn't it, between um, getting players out and getting players sort of fit um, and playing and being competitive. Yeah, no, I completely understand where you're coming from there, John. And Obviously, the injuries are a worry, aren't they? But fingers crossed, again, one or two other players will stick their hands up. One or two others are at least coming back from injury. And uh, hopefully, Arsene Wenger can get the kind of lineup out that he needs to, to keep getting these crucial, crucial results. Yeah, I, I think it's important to see Aaron Ramsey back. Um, that, that's a big boost. Um, goals from midfield, attacking threat from midfield. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain on the bench at Norwich and came off. Uh, off the bench to come on and, um, and, and made a difference in my view. Um, I, I, I do think it's important that, that, that kind of you, you do see some of those players return at the moment because some of those sort of players who have played an awful lot of games recently look as if they could do with a bit of a break. I think Theo Walcott will be important. He's not too far away. If he comes back and kind of again rotates it with, with Giroud, who looked, I thought, jaded at Norwich. Um, and I think that that's really important to keep the players fresh and firing, I guess. And just got a couple of tweets from our listeners, Crossy, that we like to throw into this section. At uh, S So Hard says, please ask Crossy, will Alexis's injury affect Arsenal and how much so in December's fixtures? Well, I think it will. I, I, I do tend to think it's a question of how long um, he's out for. It's quite interesting talking to Arsene Wenger after the Norwich game. Wenger was uh, uh, saying that Sanchez was claiming it was just a kick on the hamstring, whereas he even admitted himself, the Arsenal manager, that he thought it was a bit worse than that. I, I, I do think that Arsenal missed him because they miss his infectious enthusiasm. I think it was always obvious that Arsenal were going to need to rest him at some stage because he did just have a very short summer, really. Um, but I, he's fantastic because he sets a tone for the rest of the team. I love his enthusiasm. It's, it's brilliant. And um, and I do think, obviously, he creates goals, scores goals and can make things happen out of absolutely nothing. So I do think Arsenal are really going to miss him, um, depending on how long he's out for, of course. And uh, at Philip Run says, how can Arsenal turn this current bad Premier League spell around? Well, I think getting players back, that's the biggest thing. For me, Arsenal just looked a little bit jaded, a bit tired at, at Norwich. And I think getting those players back just freshens things up. If you think about the kind of the options that they've had against Tottenham, against West Brom and Norwich, they've had very, very little to choose from. And that is, I think, where you run into problems. As soon as some players come back, I think you can sort of take players out, freshen things up, make it look a little bit uh, livelier, inject a bit of spark into the performances. And that's when I think you get results and turn things around a bit again. And John, just as we let you go, you look at that league table. OK, Arsenal have had a poor November domestically, but it is so tight, isn't it? Just a couple of points off the pace and you go right down to, I think, ninth and Everton. We're talking eight, nine points between the whole lot and only two or three points between the top four. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the thing. I think uh, Arsene Wenger was quick to draw on that yesterday at Norwich. Um, I, I think that's important to note, really, that despite this poor run, and OK, you can argue that sort of big points dropped and you, you wonder what might have been, I, I guess. I certainly do. Um, but I, I do think while you're, you're sort of kind of seeing in there that Arsenal's still very much in contention, two points off the drop, 
other teams have, have, have dropped points as well. I think Arsenal has to take that as a, as a consolation. I think the worrying thing is that there were two games that maybe arguably look, you look to win away from home against West Brom and against Norwich. And I think there there is the, the, the sort of the frustration there therein lies. But while you're in two points off the top, I do think you're very much in the title mix. And I just think Arsenal just need to keep that in mind, I guess, and keep that uh, sort of as a refreshing bit of comfort. John, the dentist awaits, and I think he's got an extra specially large uh, pair of pliers and a drill for you. So uh, I hope it all goes OK. Thanks very much indeed. You can see Adrian Clark on Arsenal.com on the Matchday Show and every Monday for the breakdown. And he joins me now to preview the Sunderland game. Adrian, hello, mate. How are you getting on? Yeah, good morning. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, I'm glad to see the back of November, I've got to say. It's not, not been a pretty month for the Gunners. No, it hasn't, has it? No wins in the Premier League. But to be fair, still right in the mix and a couple of points off. And, you know, when we do hit our stride, yeah, we're within striking distance. Depends which way you look at it, doesn't it? Half glass full or half, half glass empty. Full. Yeah, full on the I show. think so. I think so. We are still in the mix. It's been, it's been a really frustrating month. But you do wonder what might have been if, if the team had played to their potential, avoided so many injuries. They could be three or four points clear at this stage. They're not. Maybe they will be later on in the season. That's more important. Just need to get back to another strong Premier League run. And could that start against Sunderland? Let's just talk about them mm. as a team first. Yeah, I mean, the new manager, obviously, was Sam Allardyce, and he, he stabilised the ship. They were awful, weren't they, in the early weeks, defensively, all over the shop. And it's a pity, from Arsenal's perspective, they didn't get to play them during that spell. Um, two clean sheets in a row for them. So, 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 yeah, they'll come to Emirates Stadium, possibly for the first time this season, feeling quite good about themselves. Hopefully, the Gunners can give them a rude awakening. Obviously, you mentioned the injuries and we've seen a couple more added to that list and two more in midfield potentially as well. So how do you see the midfield shaping up? It's a hammer blow, I've got to say. Um, if, well, Alexis, I would say, would be almost certainly be out. Yeah. So so I'd like to see Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain come into the side. I think he, he could make a difference. Um, in central midfield, we're really short, especially if Santi Cazorla is missing for this game. I'm guessing that Aaron Ramsey is the obvious choice alongside Matthew Flamini. And to be honest, I'm quite happy with that combination. I think I think Ramsey wants to play as a central midfielder and alongside Flamini. I can see it working really well for him. So, so not disastrous as long as those two are stay fit this week in training. Mm, we shall wait and see. Um, you mentioned, obviously, Sanchez getting himself injured again, which is a real, real disappointment, isn't it? Um, he played very, very well in this particular fixture last season as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. He's, he's been outstanding. He's played well against most teams, yeah. hasn't he, since, since coming to Arsenal. And, and he's been in excellent form. I thought he was terrific against West Brom, scored twice against Dinamo Zagreb until his injury at Carrow Road. I thought he was one of our best players Great too. Assist. So Yeah, exactly. Exactly, a wonderful assist. So he is going to be a huge loss, not just in this game, potentially, but moving forwards, it's that Olympiacos Champions League decider that worries me because he's the kind of guy that will make things happen and help the team score more goals. In his absence, it is down to the others to step up to the plate and to, and to prove their worth. It, you know, it, it's disappointing for the team and for the fans, but it does give the opportunity for others to really shine, and I hope they can. And just the other position, obviously, against the Black Cats that could be a problem now is without Laurent Koscielny, mm. we expect as well. 
Do you look at Gabrielle coming straight in? Is there a role for Callum Chambers somewhere being a bit of a utility? Well, there man? is a role for Callum Chambers and they will be moving forwards. I think Gabrielle will keep his place. Although, I've got to say, he hasn't looked himself this month either. I thought he was... Um, he was quite poor by his standards in Bayern Munich. It was a really difficult game, obviously. And he wasn't by any means at his sharpest against Norwich either. I don't think the manager will leave him out, but Callum Chambers can't be too far away from a starting place. So, back to our traditional questions mm. that we like to do as you preview the fixtures, Adrian. First of all, where do you think Sunderland will look to exploit Arsenal? Well, I, I in terms of exploiting us, I think it'll be difficult because... I expect them to not have a great deal of the ball. I think they're going to be very defensive here. Duncan Watmore is the guy that, 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 that they're looking to, to use at the moment. He's a real impact player, um, very sharp, pacey. And he is the type of talent, hungry young talent, Vardy-esque, that could cause Arsenal problems on the break. I, I'm, I'm more worried about Sunderland's system. and I'm not worried, but I think their system can hurt Arsenal in that they've got three central defenders and three orthodox central midfielders. So they're really solid down the middle of the pitch. And I think it's down to Arsenal to, to outmanoeuvre them in, in that department, which might not be as easy as it sounds. Yeah, what more in liking to Gareth Bale's impact at Spurs by Jermaine Defoe, wasn't he, of course, who's yeah. now seen well, him play at Sunderland. It's a big accolade. That yeah, that's huge, yeah. I yeah, mean, he's yeah. still raw, but he is a danger man, no doubt. And they, and they haven't had too many danger men of late, Sunderland. What about on the flip side of it? Where can Arsenal potentially hurt this new Sunderland team that, as you say, has got a bit more of a tough edge to it now? Yeah, out wide. I, that's where I see the weaknesses because they need, they need three centre-backs because the two, whichever pairings they had, they had a bit of a disaster early on in the season. Yeah. They've got three now and they've got better protection. So they're more solid down the middle. At wing-back, Van Aanhol or Yedlin. It could be um, Billy Jones as well at, at right wing-back. Not sure yet. But those guys want to go forward. They don't want to defend. And I suspect that with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain back in the mix now, he could be a pivotal figure in this game. I can see him against Van Aanhol down the right-hand side being a really profitable avenue for the Gunners. Key head-to-head -head battle area between a couple of players? Um, ooh, I would... I would pick out, I think I've got to pick out Mesut Ozil because he is the, the go-to guy at the moment. He's the man that's making Arsenal tick 13 goals he's been involved in in the last eight weeks or so, which Amazing. is incredible. Amazing. It is down to Sunderland's centre-backs. Now, it's not down to Catamol necessarily in holding midfield. I think one of the three centre-backs, depending which side Ozil occupies, will have to come out and get tight to him. Can they handle him? Are they good enough to stop Mesut Ozil? That's the big question mark ahead of kickoff. In a sentence, to conclude, how do Arsenal beat Sunderland? <laughs> Arsenal beat Sunderland by getting Mesut Ozil on the ball as often as they possibly can. He's making things happen. Adrian, it's ever a pleasure. Yeah, no worries at all. That's full time on this week's show. My thanks to Nacho Monreal, to John Cross and to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Don't forget you can tweet your questions to the podcast by using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly. And remember, if you've not hit the subscribe button already on iTunes, do so and you'll never miss another episode. We're back on Monday the 7th of December and until then it's bye for now and come on you gunners. Thanks for listening and remember you can subscribe to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast on iTunes or listen to a new show every Monday on arsenal.com and SoundCloud. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.